The Catholic Morning Show on Iowa Catholic Radio. With John Leonetti. That broadcast school has really paid off. Matt Wilcom. Mark Amadeo. Good morning. And Deacon Tony Valdez. Well, good morning, everyone. Welcome into One and All. Thank you so much for joining me today to the Catholic Morning Show. I am John Leonetti, your host. we got a great show in store for you today. It's Wednesday, September 13th. John Gaffney is going to be in the studio. Love having John in, director of Faith Formation for the Diocese of Des Moines. Uh, he is going to be talking about young adults today. And, uh, you know, a lot of times uh, young adults can be forgotten about in the church. You know, they're kind of the, like the middle child, you know. The, what do they say? Middle child syndrome, right? Sometimes gets forgotten about. No, we can't do that. And we don't do that here in the Diocese of Des Moines. Tons of opportunities uh, for them. And uh, we're going to talk about uh, the, the diocese and some of the plans for uh, young adult participation and so much uh, uh, happening. So um, we'll have John on coming up here at 7.15, 7.45. Dr. Ben Schwab is going to be on. He's one of the new doctors at Intervisions, excuse me, Vitae Family uh, Care Clinic. Intervisions is to my right, they're, they're to my left. Uh, but uh, yeah, Vitae F- Family Care, Dr. Greg McKernan, we've had on this show numerous times. My kiddo's doctor and uh, love having um, Dr. McKernan on, but he's got some help now, which is good. Uh, Dr. Ben Schwab is his name again, 745 today. We'll get to know him. We'll have, um, uh, we'll have Matt with your news, Mark with your, uh, Mark Amadeo with your sports. We'll have uh, Deacon Mark with your weather. Deacon Tony, let's offer a day to our Lord with our morning offering. God, our father, we offer you our day. We offer you all our thoughts, words, joys, and sufferings in union with the heart of Jesus. Holy Spirit, be our guide and strength today so that we may witness to your love. Mary, Mother of Jesus and the Church, pray for us. St. Joseph, her most chaste spouse, protect us. Amen. Amen. Let's go to Matt. Welcome now with your news. Thank you, John. News brought to you this morning by Bozen the Florist, celebrating 100 years of making moments mean more no matter where you are in the world. 515-244-ROSE, 515-244-7673, or online, bozen.com. Good morning. I'm Matt Wilcom. Emergency workers uncovered more than 1,500 bodies in the wreckage of Libya's eastern city of Derna on Tuesday, as it was feared the toll could pass surpass 5,000 after mm. floodwaters smashed through dams and washed away in entire neighborhoods of the city. The startling death and devastation wreaked by Mediterranean storm Daniel pointed to the storm's intensity, but also the vulnerability of a nation torn apart by chaos for more than a decade. A controversial clinic at Washington University in St. Louis said it will cease the prescription of puberty blockers and cross-sex hormones to minors for purposes of gender transition following the implementation of a new state law barring the practice for new minor patients. The new law, signed by Governor Republican Governor Mike Parson in June, bars puberty blockers and hormone therapy for minors who weren't receiving care prior to August 28th, but exempts patients who were receiving medications before the law took effect. Several other countries, such as Britain, Finland, Sweden, and the Netherlands, have begun in recent years to restrict the use of puberty blockers for minors, citing insufficient evidence of their efficacy outweighed by evidence of harm. Doctors at the WashU Clinic have been accused of prescribing puberty-blocking drugs to minors without parental consent, a charge the clinic has denied. 
Former Vice President Mike Pence said Tuesday he welcomes House Republicans' newly begun impeachment inquiry into President Joe Biden. House Speaker Kevin McCarthy said Tuesday he was directing House committees to open a formal impeachment inquiry into Biden following months of investigations into Biden's family, including his son, Hunter Biden. Speaking to reporters in Waterloo, Pence said the national media hasn't paid enough attention to, quote, the ethical cloud hanging over the Biden family. House Republicans have claimed that Biden financially benefited from his son's foreign business dealings. And now for your scoreboard update with Mark Amadeo. In sports on your Wednesday morning, yesterday's Major League Baseball scoreboard, all the Midwest teams were in action on Tuesday. In the National League, it was the Colorado Rockies defeating the Chicago Cubs by the score of 6-4 in Denver. While in Milwaukee, the Brewers now with a four-game lead over the Chicago Cubs as Brewers defeated the Miami Marlins by the score of 3-1. to one. In the American League yesterday, the Minnesota Twins are now eight games ahead of second-place Cleveland Guardians. Yesterday, the Twins defeated the Tampa Bay Rays 3-2 at Minneapolis. And in Chicago, the Kansas City Royals and Chicago White Sox split a doubleheader. In Game 1, the White Sox defeated the Royals by the score of 6-2. And in the nightcap, the Kansas City Royals defeated the White Sox by the score of 11-10. And finally, an interleague play yesterday, it was the St. Louis Cardinals defeating the first-place Baltimore Orioles in the American League Eastern Division by the score of 5-2 in Baltimore. Last night, AAA baseball, the final six-game homestand of the season for the Iowa Cubs at Principal Park in downtown Des Moines. And last night, the first-place St. Paul Saints defeated the Iowa Cubs by the score of 4-1. to Today, same two teams, St. Paul at the Iowa Cubs. Today at noon, first pitch at Principal Park in downtown Des Moines. High school football this Friday night on most of these Iowa Catholic Radio Network stations. It's week four of the high school football season. And in 5A district football, it is the Waukee Northwest Wolves, the record of 2-1. They're ranked tied for six in Class 5A, taking on second-ranked Dowling Catholic with a record of 3-0. Pre-game on Friday night begins at 6.30 with kickoff at 7 o'clock from Valley Stadium in West Des Moines. Join Matt Mandring, John Chido, and me for the broadcast Friday night here on most of these Iowa Catholic Radio Network stations. And we will be simulcasting with CISN.TV's live stream. And with your Wednesday morning sports update on the Catholic Morning Show, I'm Mark Amadeo. Thank you, Mark. And finally, today's fun fact, I'm going to assume that someone in this room has been to Costa Rica. Is that correct? No. No? No. I'm surprised. (laughs) Never been. All right. Well, if you go to Costa Rica... Have you been to Costa Rica? I have not. Okay. No, I have not. But apparently, Costa Ricans, for breakfast, they drink sugar. What? That's correct. Yeah. Although other countries' drinks may give them a run for their money, it doesn't get any sweeter than Costa Rica's... Agua dulce. Is it like, okay, so it's like a, uh, uh, what do you call, syrup. Yeah, so. I was going to say, our our own Amy Harriman is is known to uh, put together a a, a little shot of coffee that is heavy with sugar. Really? I think think it's called Cuban coffee. Okay. So is that close to Costa Rica? Well, I mean, I, I suppose last week, my, 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 my lack of geograph- <laughs> geographical knowledge, so I figured I might as well just ride that train. Yeah. Well, this Own li- it. the agua dulce li- literally translates to sweet water, hmm. which is different than coffee. But this traditional Costa Rican breakfast drink simply mixes water with a sugar cane infusion. Okay.
Yeah, I could see that. I, I, I could see that being delicious <laughs> in the morning. <laughs> and, then you, and then you crash. Who doesn't want a cup of sugar in but the morning? But then that's what the beach is for, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there you go. That's the life right there, Matt. That's the life. All right, Deacon Mark, yeah. what do we got for the weather? Well, t- today it's going to be beautiful. Tonight it's going to be beautiful. Tomorrow, beautiful. Good. Beautiful the rest of the week. Um, I, I could just probably leave it at that. I, I have to imagine, you know, if this is a foretaste of heaven, I mean, this this what's beautiful here i haven't even checked 70 sunny 76 degrees wow tonight mostly clear with a low around 51 and tomorrow thursday sunny with a high near 79 and uh, that it looks like a carbon copy through much of the weekend for uh, a slight chance of, of showers friday night but, can he uh, do rome in the second half hour uh i most definitely can I, but i can also tell you that right now in des moines it's 51 degrees and partly cloudy marshalltown also partly cloudy and 48 degrees centerville 51 and mostly sunny and clear and 50 in creston weather today is brought to you by integrative psychology services a private practice of catholic therapists offering individual and family therapy for adults and adolescents learn more at intpsychology.com i'm deacon mark campbell and that's your iowa catholic radio network forecast thank you sir all right so uh, there's still some questions and some um, research that's being done as Catholics are returning to Mass post-pandemic. I, I, I say that with kind of an emphasis on the question at the end of it, because we're not really seeing the full numbers again. Um, there was a, a study that was done, Napa Institute Conference, Chief, Chief Executive Officer of the Catholic Leadership Institute, Daniel Salucci, um, talked about statistics of the sacramental life and habits of Catholics right now. Um uh, I, what I was a little surprised of is what they were seeing before COVID. Um, they've been doing these kind of intense research studies for the last decade, a little over. Um, so he says prior to COVID, we were seeing about 25 to 30%. 30% was pretty good for me. <laughs> I mean, it's still pretty bad, but still, I mean, 30%, I was thinking in the world we live in. Okay. I can ride with that right now. We are not seeing that any longer, though. No. Since the COVID peak, he says people, unfortunately have broken the habit. Um, In fact, this is the other thing I didn't really like that much, is the number one answer that people gave to why they went to Mass, this is pre-pandemic, was in habit. They were just uh, in the habit of doing so. So, you know, that's not not the answer we want, right? Well, it's just a habit. Because, you know, COVID, as we know, disrupted everyone's habits, completely when it comes to mass so if it was just going out of habit rather than a an, an encounter with the lord jesus you know at the holy sacrifice of the mass then it can be easy to get out of the habit and start new ones and i think we're seeing that that has taken place um he says in fact this is kind of what he attributes to the decline in um in mass attendance he says my theory and my hypothesis seems to be proving correct A lot of our folks are going to Mass out of a force of habit, not really out of a deep encounter with the Lord. The existing opportunity for Catholics, he says, is to have those experiences of encounter, to know who Jesus is to us, and to know how we can find him in the Eucharist at parishes and Masses all across the earth. He uh, stressed that a culture, a practice, a good habit, when it lacks the why, when it lacks that underneath encounter and relationship with the Lord, it can go easily astray so i think we have to help people rediscover that fundamental relationship with our lord and this is it right uh this is why i think one of the main reasons for the eucharistic congress that's going to be taking place in 2024 just next year 
uh, people uh, hoping, the bishops hoping to gather 100,000 people making a pilgrimage from all across the country and uh, all different dioceses to Indianapolis, he says. Um, and he says he's excited about this to see what this can kind of, um, you know, can, can, can create within the people of God. And I, I, I think it can create a lot. You know, uh, this is the, the Lord created us for himself. <laughs> we were made for him. St. Augustine makes that very clear early on in the church. We weren't made for the world. The world was made for us. We were made for God and we were made for that relationship with God. So the key here is, is everyone's yearning for it. Everyone's desiring it, whether we know it or not, because it's what we were created for. We can't get away from it. You know, that deep longing that the culture has for, for a purpose, you know, for uh, a, a, a cause, for an identity. You know, we see that everywhere today, right? Almost kind of an identity crisis amongst in our world today. What are we looking for? We're looking for God. Plain and simple. You know, St. John Paul II said, uh, said it. See, of one million people uh, at the First World Youth Day, he says, it is Jesus you seek when you dream of a happier life. It is God that we seek when we dream of a happier life. All the dreams that you may have. You ever have those dreams of winning the lottery? What are you going to do with it? You know, and you think, well, I'm going to give this much to family, and I'm going to give this much to the poor, and then I'm going to give, and then I'm going to take this much and see up, right? And it's all good here now. You know, what are we really dreaming of? We're dreaming of God. We're not dreaming of all that money. We're not dreaming of the fame. We're not dreaming of the beauty. We're not dreaming of any of it. Oh, sure, it may feel like it. It's just surface. They're surface dreams. Dig deep. It's, it's wired within us. God created us with a thirst to know him. We could try to fill that with a lot of different things, and we do. It's just the way it works. Sin gets in the way. But God offers us a new way. Always new, because he makes things new, constantly. So don't get down. Yeah, we're seeing those numbers that have uh, drastically dropped off. I think we're in the 17 18% now, which, you know, losing... Losing maybe half church attendance or a little bit less from from what I've read. Um, it, it could do some damage. But we're at a time now where it's time to uh, it's time for us to heed the call. Enter into a deep relationship with the Lord Jesus. And then by law of attraction, others see just like the saints. Others see it and many will follow. Hmm. All right. Coming up right after this. John Gaffney is going to be on, Director of Evangelization and Catechesis for the Diocese of Des Moines for his monthly segment. We're going to be talking about engaging young adults in our diocese and in our faith today. Don't go anywhere, especially you young adults or parents or grandparents of young adults when we come back. John Lee here on the Catholic Morning Show. You're listening to the Catholic Morning Show on Iowa Catholic Radio. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Ashworth Vision Clinic. Complete eye exams, contact lenses, glasses, glaucoma testing, and urgent eye issues. 515-440-4610. AshworthVision.com. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio comes from Westgate Dental, offering cosmetic, family, implant, and general dentistry. Located at 1073rd Street, Suite 1 in West Des Moines, just behind Dowling Catholic High School. Learn more at westgatedentalia.com. 
Support for Iowa Catholic Radio provided by Knights of Columbus Borman and Pfeiffer Agency. Serving the Catholic families in Iowa, the Knights of Columbus is a fraternal benefit society providing financial security to members and their families. Specializing in life insurance, long-term care insurance, disability income insurance, and retirement annuities. You can reach Knights of Columbus field agent Gregory Waddle at 563-689-6801. That's 563-689-6801. Thank you and God bless. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Confluence Brewing Company, brewed locally since 2012 and featuring regular seasonal and limited release beers. Confluence Brewing Company, 1235 Thomas Beck Road, off the bike trail south of Grays Lake. Confluencebrewing.com. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio provided by Farm Bureau agent Cindy Schulte, an authorized independent agent for Walmart Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Iowa, an independent licensee of the Blue Cross Blue Shield Association. Learn more at 515-226-2111 or cindyschulte.com. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio comes from Fitness by Design, your neighborhood fitness studio. Located in Des Moines, offering PH or fitness classes, private and semi-private training, beamer, and massage. Learn more at fitnessbydesigndm.com, 515-770-3844. Thank you to our business partner, Matt Moffat, offering Fiber New Restoration Services. Eco-friendly and mobile, Matt can come to your home or business to repair, restore, and renew damaged leather, plastic, vinyl, fabric, and upholstery. Learn more at fibernew.com slash altoona des Moines. The Catholic Morning Show on Iowa Catholic Radio. Thanks for tuning in, friends. We're going to uh, get to know Dr. Ben Schwab in the second half hour, 745, one of the new doctors over at Vitae Family Care Clinic. Um, Looking forward to getting to know him. Kind of a get-to-know-you session over there. We're good uh, good friends with Vitae. Let's go to our next guest, Director of Evangelization in Catechesis for the Diocese of Des Moines, John Gaffney in studio with us. Hello, John. Good morning, John. Morning to you, my friend. All right, young adults, I was saying during the break, you know, sometimes I feel like uh, young adults, you know, it's like the middle child. You know, sometimes you get the, <laughs> you get the younger ones you care for and the older ones, but sometimes the, the, the young adults feel left out, left out. Not here in this diocese, though. There's been great emphasis on young adult participation and, and uh, just going out and really uh, putting together some great events for them. There is. You know, I think the, uh, you know, uh, Bishop Pates really wanted to invest uh, in in young adults uh, well before uh, we really started understanding the nuns, N-O-N-E-S, mm-hmm. um, and, 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 and young people just leaving uh, and disaffiliating with the church. And it's only continued to get better um, 13 years later as um, under um, the director— uh, uh, Justin White, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and, and so many great young adult volunteers. I mean, we've got Young Catholic Network, um, which works with uh, uh, bringing professional speakers. Like last night, they had the president uh, and CEO of uh, Unity Point um, there to talk nice. about how do you balance faith and your uh, and your business. But there's, if you like beer, there's the uh, uh, the, the Young Catholic Beer Club. There, there there's nice. just so many opportunities. And I think the biggest challenge now is how do we take this great initiative and then say, how does this work in rural Iowa? How does this work in small-town Iowa with different ages and stages of young adults? So what's the definition of a young adult? I know. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Well, I think the official definition is post-high school up to mid-30s, but it depends upon, you know, your Google search engine, you know? I used to hear 39 was the cutoff. Yeah. Yeah. So I still made it. You still made it? I'm still making it. 38, uh, running strong. 
Uh, you look young to me. Yeah, running strong. Well, without the <laughs> hair, without the hair. So what? Um, what's what's the first part of the plan? Because I know the diocese spent a lot of time really trying to cultivate a, a, a almost a kind of a plan into the, the or a priority into the pastoral plan that mm-hmm. um, that you guys went about. Um, what, what's what's? I think you say there's four parts. Yeah, well, parts? there's. Uh, I did three. There's three. actually uh, six. Okay. But, uh, um, but I pick the top three. Let's talk you know, I think the it is really a, a significant part of our uh, strategic uh, vision. Yeah. Is is uh, and this one, unlike the teens, which was how do we um, accompany teens into discipleship, this one really is about how do we engage our young adults into full participation. And so the first thing, John, is. Uh, is is fostering that authentic parish-based community for young adults. Um, and I really like how you kicked off this segment because, you know, we've got so many wonderful things in our parish communities, but there's very little uh, in our parish yeah. communities for young adults, yeah. even here in the Des Moines metro area. And, um, and so what happens is you have young adults who are um, wanting to find a parish home, but they— find a little bit of this for themselves here and a little of this for themselves there and a little bit for themselves because because that if you think about that age span you know you've got um, people in college you've got those who are just out of college trying to start their career maybe dating yeah. you've got those who are engaged time. and married uh, parent, early parenthood even into uh, middle school and 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 high school mm-hmm. so so that I think is our biggest challenge now to accompany parishes into um, authentic opportunities for young adults uh, where they just feel that the parish is their home and they can invest the fullness of who they are in that place. Yeah. That, and you're right. That's not easy to do. And there's two routes. You know, one one is uh, some young adults might say, well, there's nothing in my parish, so, you know, okay, I'm just not going to get involved. I'm going to do mm-hmm. something else or something. No, start it. Exactly. Right? You start your own. You know, don't don't just sit there and leave it up to everyone else. If if you're a young adult listening to this right now and there's nothing at your parish and you want something, you want to engage in something, start it. Be the person to uh to I mean, I don't care if it's just one other person. I don't care if it's just you that's showing up to pray. God'll send more. Yeah. But uh, that could be a great starting point right in the parish. So you know, years ago, we, I, I didn't, I, I got to admit, we didn't do that. You know, my family, we um, just kind of took some of our friends and it kind of grew from there and, you know, have different young adult, quote unquote, young adult, our family <laughs> gatherings, right? With kids running everywhere and stuff. And we do so once a month normally, um, you know, in some way, shape or form. But, uh, you know, cultivating the community, it's just, oh man, it's powerful. It is. It is. Really key. It is. You know, and I think the other thing that it kind of goes into number two, John, which is... Um, really invite young adults uh, and, and hear what their needs are and invite them into those leadership positions. I think that's the other thing, too, is if we look at our pastoral councils in particular, what is the average age? Uh, this is really that time, and this I know this is a challenge, so if there's any pastors or people on pastoral councils, you're probably going to send me some little angry notes, but hmm. we really need to have a lot more people in their tw- late 20s, and especially in their 30s, on our leadership uh, councils, pastoral councils, finance. We've got amazing young adults who are doing amazing things in their careers and raising amazing families. Let's unleash that amazing faithfulness into our leadership so that they who are thinking differently than I'm, you know, I'm, I'm pushing 60 now, they're thinking differently than I was, or even as I was thinking what it was like to be a young adult. So we need to 
we really need to harness harness that. And then I think the other thing is, how do we listen to young adults and say, what are your needs and how can our church help you and your family uh, in those needs? You say utilizing digital spaces. Yes. Uh, you know, uh, we've made a big investment in this particular pace. You know, we've talked a lot about uh, the online uh, family formation opportunities, but we've actually uh, just hired, uh, she started August 28th, Alexis Nicholson, as our digital evangelization specialist who is going to help not only the diocese cultivate those digital spaces, but she's actually going to be able to help parishes say, how can we cultivate those? So even if um, we can't get those young adults into the church right this minute, into our into our worship sites. Um, how can we still evangelize them and and share Jesus's gospel with them? Mm, that's key. That's key. Um, is there a main young adult kind of uh, community for the diocese? Well, ag- again, I think the 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 basic thing is um, there's uh, lots of different clubs and there's stuff, lots. Yeah, so kind of it's, it's all under. Our young adult okay. ministry. So, so, for example, you've got Mass and Brews. So, so we've got, uh, and a lot of the young adults will go to not a lot Brews of them. and Mass, not Brews and Mass. No Mass. So and let's brews. start with Mass. Okay, all right, good. And then, uh, and then head to the <laughs> Brews. Uh, but then there, I talked about that young Catholic network. You know, we've got young adult retreats. Yeah. Uh, not everyone is a retreat person, um, and so we got young adult retreats. Uh, we've uh, uh, we, another group that is kind of like that middle child is that Catholic singles. Um, so, so we've got a group for Catholic singles. Uh, so, so it's all under our um, young Catholic um, outreach of evangelization at the diocese. But I think the key is how do we take those groups and then uh, start um, continuing to propose to our parish communities, how do you foster authentic community and outreach to our young adults. I think that's our next big hurdle to walk with our parish communities on. Yeah, I think so too. Uh, what What are you working on right now? Oh, well, we're working the on... Yeah, so what we're continuing to work on is uh, implementing the uh, strategic vision. Okay. So so that uh, is... is. Uh, are you what, traveling to different parishes? Traveling to different parishes. Like? Yeah. You know, so one of our big things is uh, uh, reaching out to parishes. Um, so the whole team, uh, not just myself, but uh, the whole... Uh, evangelization and mission team is going out to parishes, talking to pastors if they want to invite leadership in, and kind of doing what I just said to young adults: What are your needs? What, what uh, Father, tell me what the strengths of your parish community are. Um, where, what are the challenges your parish community faces? What are your missed opportunities? And so, as we continue to build that, not only partnership and rapport, even making it even stronger, then what we're hoping to do is also go ahead and start. Um, doing better pastoral planning, starting to connect the pieces of, oh, look at these needs. How about if we invest into that? Mm. How do we invest into that? And uh, and then continuing to work on how do we build up our philanthropy aspect so that we can invest more in parish communities. You know, thanks to the Ignite campaign um, and previous campaigns, we've got around five and a half million dollars that we can pump into parish communities um, uh, year after year. Good. And uh, so, so so again, continuing to say, what are those missed opportunities that you, you just don't have the budget for? How can we invest into your hopes and dreams for your parish community? He's John Gaffney, everyone, Director of Evangelization and Catechesis for the Diocese of Des Moines, live in studio. Yeah, Thanks great being in, here. Man. 
Good to be with you, John. Always good to have John Gaffney on with us. Uh, by the way, how can people contact you if they oh. want if they want to complain? Only uh, if they want to complain. Only if they want to complain. Yeah, where do they um, wait, call the bishop. No. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> no, it's jgaffney <laughs> at dmdiocese.org, and that's G-A-F-F-N-E-Y. Or you can call me at 515-237-5026. Thank you, John Gaffney, everyone. Good stuff this morning. Coming up, second half hour, we're going to have... Uh, the new doctor over at Vitae Family Care, his name's Ben Schwab. We'll have him on 745, kind of a get-to-know-you session for our friends over at Vitae. John Linetti here on the Catholic Morning Show. Let's go right now to your daily gospel and reflection. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Raising his eyes toward his disciples, Jesus said, Blessed are you who are poor, for the kingdom of God is yours. Blessed are you who are now hungry, for you will be satisfied. Blessed are you who are now weeping, for you will laugh. Blessed are you when people hate you, and when they exclude and insult you, and denounce your name as evil on account of the Son of Man. Rejoice and leap for joy on that day. Behold, your reward will be great in heaven. For their ancestors treated the prophets in the same way. But woe to you who are rich, for you have received your consolation. But woe to you who are filled now, for you will be hungry. Woe to you who laugh now, for you will grieve and weep. Woe to you when all speak well of you, for their ancestors treated the false prophets in this way. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Hi, this is Father Nick Smith, parochial vicar of Christ the King Parish in Des Moines. St. Luke's version of the Beatitudes is a stark reminder to us that these earthly goods are not the ultimate thing. To have wealth, to have a full stomach... To always be in a happy sort of euphoric state, to even have a good reputation all the time in the face of others, these are not the ultimate goods, and yet we can pursue them oftentimes as if they were. When, if we cannot deny ourselves this little something here on earth, if we are not comfortable with lacking things on this side of eternity, uh, we will be in for a rude awakening uh, after our death. Because these are not the ultimate things. Yes, we may lack uh, some of the earthly goods, some of the things that this world has to offer and this side of eternity. But what awaits us is something better. What awaits us is the love of God which surpasses all understanding, which fills our hearts and minds with the knowledge and love of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And this is worth giving everything for. The rest of it is transitory. The rest of it will pass. There's one thing that remains. Let us pray for the grace to pursue that with all our heart, mind, soul, and strength this day. May God bless you, and let us continue praying for each other. Each fall, Intervisions Healthcare hosts a fantastic evening of food and fun with the local Knights of Columbus. Join us as we dance the night away on Saturday, September 16th at Christ the King on the south side of Des Moines. All the proceeds from the catered dinner and auctions benefit the life-affirming work the nursing staff provides to women with unplanned pregnancies. For more information, visit IVHcare.org or give us a call today. We look forward to seeing you on September 16th as we dance for life at Christ the King in Des Moines. Thank you, Intervisions Healthcare, for your support of Iowa Catholic Radio. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio comes from Next Generation Realty, a Catholic and family-owned flat-fee brokerage serving central Iowa since 1994. Next Generation Realty can handle every step of the process of buying or selling a home. Learn more at nextgenerationrealty.com. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Dental Associates, addressing your smile needs and dreams. 515-225-6742. 
Des Moines-DentalAssociates.com. Thank you, Dental Associates, for your support of Iowa Catholic Radio. The Catholic Morning Show on Iowa Catholic Radio. Thanks for tuning in, friends. John Linetti here on the Catholic Morning Show. Welcome in, everyone. Wednesday, September 13th, smack dab middle of the week. All right. Dr. Ben Schwab's going to be on. Uh, one of the new doctors over at Vitae Family Care. And uh, Dr. Ben, we're going to get to know him a little bit. We love uh, Vitae and the work that they do to help so many different people. We'll have uh, we'll have him on coming up in just a few minutes. Your saint of the day just around the corner as well. Deacon Tony, let's offer our day to our Lord with our morning offering. God, our Father, we offer you our day. We offer you all our thoughts, words, joys, and sufferings in union with the heart of Jesus. Holy Spirit, be our guide and strength today so that we may witness to your love. Mary, Mother of Jesus in the church, pray for us. St. Joseph, her most chaste spouse, protect us. Amen. Amen. Let's go to Matt Welcome now with your news. Thank you, John. News brought to you this morning by Bozen the Florist, celebrating 100 years of making moments mean more no matter where you are in the world. 515-244-ROSE, 515-244-7673, or online at bozen.com. Good morning, I'm Matt Wilcom. Catastrophic flooding in Libya resulted in what officials estimated was up to 10,000 deaths there in the wake of multiple dam failures and torrential downpours. The Vatican, meanwhile, said in a telegram that Pope Francis was deeply saddened by the national tragedy, offering prayers to the country as it worked to address the tragedy and rescue those still affected by it. The disaster comes just days after a devastating earthquake rocked the nearby country of Morocco, killing nearly 3,000 by Tuesday and sending, sending relief workers scrambling to rescue trapped victims and provide material assistance there. Cardinal Matteo Zuppi is traveling to Beijing this week to continue the Vatican's diplomatic efforts to help bring peace in Ukraine. The Holy See confirmed the cardinal will be in the Chinese capital as the Pope's peace envoy today through Friday. Pope Francis has described Zuppi's scheduled stop in Beijing as part of the Vatican's peace offensive, which has already included visits to Kiev, Moscow, and Washington, D.C. The cardinal explained that the Vatican is not seeking to act as the mediator of a peace process in Ukraine in an official capacity. Former Vice President Mike Pence said Tuesday he welcomes House Republicans' newly begun impeachment inquiry into President Joe Biden. House Speaker Kevin McCarthy said Tuesday he was directing House committees to open a formal impeachment inquiry into Biden following months of investigations into Biden's family, including his son Hunter Biden. Speaking to reporters in Waterloo, Pence said the national media hasn't paid enough attention to, quote, the ethical cloud hanging over the Biden family. House Republicans have claimed that the president financially benefited from his son's foreign business dealings. Aaron Rodgers' debut season with the New York Jets is already over. The 39-year-old quarterback has a torn left Achilles tendon that will require season-ending surgery, Coach Robert Sala announced Tuesday. An MRI revealed the severity of the four-time NFL MVP's injury, confirming what the Jets feared after their 22-16 overtime win over Buffalo on Monday night. Torn Achilles tendons typically take several months of recovery due to the extensive rehabilitation needed. Rodgers, who spent his first 18 seasons with Green Bay, was acquired by the Jets in April and immediately raised expectations for the frustrated franchise. And now for your scoreboard update with Mark Amadeo. In sports on your Wednesday morning, yesterday's Major League Baseball scoreboard, 
All the Midwest teams were in action on Tuesday. In the National League, it was the Colorado Rockies defeating the Chicago Cubs by the score of 6-4 in Denver. While in Milwaukee, the Brewers now with a four-game lead over the Chicago Cubs as Brewers defeated the Miami Marlins by the score of 3-1. In the American League yesterday, the Minnesota Twins are now eight games ahead of second-place Cleveland Guardians. Yesterday, the Twins defeated the Tampa Bay Rays 3-2 at Minneapolis. And in Chicago, the Kansas City Royals and Chicago White Sox split a doubleheader. In Game 1, the White Sox defeated the Royals by the score of 6-2. And in the nightcap, the Kansas City Royals defeated the White Sox by the score of 11-10. And finally, an interleague play yesterday, it was the St. Louis Cardinals defeating the first-place Baltimore Orioles in the American League Eastern Division by the score of 5-2 in Baltimore. Last night, AAA baseball, the final six-game homestand of the season for the Iowa Cubs at Principal Park in downtown Des Moines. And last night, the first-place St. Paul Saints defeated the Iowa Cubs by the score of 4-1. to Today, same two teams, St. Paul at the Iowa Cubs. Today at noon, first pitch at Principal Park in downtown Des Moines. High school football this Friday night on most of these Iowa Catholic Radio Network stations. It's week four of the high school football season. And in 5A district football, it is the Waukee Northwest Wolves, the record of 2-1. They're ranked tied for six in Class 5A, taking on second-ranked Dowling Catholic with a record of 3-0. Pre-game on Friday night begins at 6.30 with kickoff at 7 o'clock from Valley Stadium in West Des Moines. Join Matt Mandring, John Chido, and me for the broadcast Friday night here on most of these Iowa Catholic Radio Network stations, and we will be simulcasting with CISN.TV's live stream. And with your Wednesday morning sports update on the Catholic Morning Show, I'm Mark Amadeo. Thank you, Mark. And finally, today's fun fact, National Kids Take Over the Kitchen Day on September 13th brings the youngest cooks into the kitchen. This observance encourages using their favorite recipes to make a meal for their family. Adult su- supervision and assistance are required for Please. the younger bakers. Uh, I, know, I know we've got a lot of parents that, uh, that that drive their kids to school and have this on. Maybe you should repeat that fun fact so that the, the kids can hear that, uh, that their responsibilities have been. All right, kids. <laughs> you got Special responsibilities today. National Kids Take Over the Kitchen Day. That's right. So uh, make, make sure you have dinner prepared for mom and dad, even if it's a bowl of cereal. Fruit snacks. That's right. That's what my son would prepare. <laughs> Anything. That's what I my, got. Right. My son makes my coffee in the morning, actually. I, nice. I really appreciate that. Boy, so. that's a luxury. Thank so, you. John, you were, you were in New York, right, yesterday? Yeah. Where, so when you got in on, on Monday night uh, when in the Aaron Rodgers injury took place, did you hear like a collective groan over the city? I, I or did what? not uh, hear yeah. that groan, um, but I, it was devastating Yeah, Jets fans. Absolutely yeah. devastating. Well, I, think, I think we as, you know, those who are football fans, I, yeah. I think miss out because I think it was an intriguing story and to see how it was going to unfold. Oh, I, I was really interested in that, uh, especially not being a fan of his for so long. When he was on the Packers, but right? uh, yeah, I'll tell you what was really um, moving was uh, flying into New York on Monday, September 11th. Oh yeah, and that was the only you know that's the only day that they put those light beams up where the twin towers were. Okay, so they do that one day a year, uh, one night a year, excuse me, and uh, it's on September 11th every anniversary, and we flew in just right. You saw it? I mean, just right there. It awesome! Was, I was wow. like, wow, that was something. So. That was really moving, um, and they they lit it up the whole night. So yeah, yeah, 
pretty well. Quick. We continue to pray for the, uh, the those that uh, you know suffered the uh, uh, ill effects of of that day, the tragedy of that mm. day, lives lost and, and families altered and careers altered, and and uh, you know we were all forever changed for that day. But no uh, doubt, that was a great. Uh, I'm glad you got to experience that and see that. Yeah, very moving. Well, today we're going to see sunny skies with a high near 76. Tonight, mostly clear with a low around 51. Tomorrow, Thursday, sunny with a high near 79. These conditions are going to hang with us through the weekend. So hopefully get out a, a, a chance to enjoy this beautiful uh, time of year with the beautiful weather. And we're already starting to see some of the leaves change out there. Currently, Des Moines is at 53 degrees, partly cloudy skies. Ames, partly cloudy and 51. Oskaloosa, also partly cloudy and 53. And Osceola seeing mostly sunny skies in 52. Our weather today is brought to you by Integrative Psychology Services. Again, a big thank you to Dr. Kevin Kilcolly, who gave a great presentation at our Man Up last Friday. Uh, Integrative Psychology Services is a private practice of Catholic therapists offering individual and family therapy for adults and adolescents. Learn more at intpsychology.com. I'm Deacon Mark Campbell. That's your Iowa Catholic Radio Network forecast. Thank you, sir. Hey, friends, our Challenger match is still on, up to $100,000. We have uh, a generous supporter that has offered to uh, match any donation as a Challenger donation up to um, $100,000. A Challenger uh, is a gift starting at $1,000 um, and acts as matching funds, enabling Iowa Catholic Radio to offer the dollar for dollar matches. So we love getting our matches because that's when people really call uh, because they know their money is going to be working for them. So we're trying to uh, to get a pool right now. If you can do so, you can always um, contact us at iowacatholicradio.com. Um, you also received a, a full fundraiser kind of letter. If you still have that, there's a, uh, a scan the code uh, there that you can do so on the letter. But otherwise, go to go to the website, iowacatholicradio.com. You can always call during regular business hours as well. We thank you. Please pray for us for this next fall fundraiser. These are big, big weeks for us. Let's go to your Saint of the Day. This is your Saint of the Day on Iowa Catholic Radio. Well, great power was thrust upon him, but today's saint tried to use his position to advocate for the poor and the needy instead. St. John Chrysostom today was born in Antioch, and he spent many years as a priest in Syria, sometimes living in the wilderness. He was brought to Constantinople, where he was considered to be a useful puppet of the emperor. Because of this, the emperor lobbied to have him installed as bishop, and he was. Quickly, John found that court life did not suit him. The many people who tried to win influence and power through him grew, and John grew more distasteful for it all. Eventually, his sermons began to reflect a great call to distribute wealth to the poor and to rid the church and the empire of corruption. After a particularly heated sermon in which he compared the empress to the biblical Jehezebel, his political rival in Alexandria, and the emperor denounced him for treason and heresy. He fled. John died in exile. However, his writings remain with us today, and John is considered a doctor of the church and the patron saint of preachers. We ask today, St. John Chrysostom, to pray for us. Amen. Mm, powerful stuff. All right, friends, when we come back, going to get to know a new doctor over at Vitae Family Care. Dr. Ben Schwab is going to be in. Dr. Greg McKernan, I think, is going to be in with him as well. So we'll give a little highlight to our friends over at Vitae and get to know you session when we come back. John Lee here at the Catholic Morning Show. Don't go anywhere.
You're listening to the Catholic Morning Show on Iowa Catholic Radio. Here's your news from the Diocese of Des Moines this Wednesday, September 13th. I'm Anne-Marie Cox. Happy birthday to Father Philip Bempong. Father is the pastor of parishes in Greenfield and Messina. This is National Suicide Prevention Month. Let's pause for a prayer for all those families touched by this tragedy. Lord God, you are attentive to the voice of our pleading. Let us find in your Son comfort in our sadness, certainty in our doubt, and courage to live through this hour. Make our faith strong through Christ our Lord. Amen. The war in Ukraine drags on. Learn about what's happening. Hear stories and see photographs by our very own Father Jim Kirby. He just returned from his third trip to Ukraine. Father Kirby will be at Emmaus House in Urbandale tomorrow with a presentation at 1 o'clock and again at 6 o'clock. If you have questions, contact Emmaus House in Urbandale. That's your news from the Diocese of Des Moines. I'm Anne-Marie Cox. Explore Seven Mysteries of the Faith Unlocked by the Holy Eucharist, Thursday, October 19th at 6.30 p.m. at St. Joseph in Winterset. Catholic Answers staff apologist Joe Heschmeyer will show how a right understanding of the Eucharist is key for understanding both the New and Old Covenants, early Christianity, and your own spiritual life. Plus, view the Eucharistic Miracles of the World banner display. Don't miss Joe Heschmeyer, October 19th in Winterset. Register now at iowacatholicradio.com. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio comes from Laser Home Services. Catholic-owned and operated, Laser Home Services has been providing Central Iowa with electric, plumbing, heating, and cooling services since 2001. Learn more at laserhomeservices.com. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Construction Professionals. Construction Professionals does remodeling and new construction. Construction Professionals is a Catholic family business built on a strong foundation. cpcustomhomes.com. Thank you, Construction Professionals, for supporting Iowa Catholic Radio. The Catholic Morning Show on Iowa Catholic Radio. Thanks for tuning in, friends. John Linetti here in the Catholic Morning Show. Appreciate you being a part of it today. All right, let's go to our next guests. We're welcoming an Vitae Family Care Clinic, Dr. Greg McKernan, Dr. Ben Schwab, the new doctor here. Dr. Greg, good to see you. Good to see you. Always. Does mom, you know, growing up, were you Gregory all the time? Yeah, Gregory, yeah. Uh, there were other names. Yeah. Okay. When I, I was, right. We won't. We won't you know, say. I always say I'm better than I deserve because <laughs> I I was an ordinary kid. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. And uh, and the newest doctor to help you, out, Doctor Ben Schwab. Hi I there. feel like this is a long time coming. It's great to see you. Yeah. Good to see you too, man. All right. So, tell me the story. How do you get to Vitae, Doctor? Well, it's a long story, um, but to make it short, I was in med school and I was looking at ways to you know, take care of women's health without doing contraception and found some various things and Creighton model was one and APRO and, and I wanted to work into it. And when I was in residency, I happened to accidentally run into Dr. Pallone who happened to work with Dr. McCurden, uh, several years ago, they went to class at, uh, Omaha at the St. Pope Paul VI Institute. And so Dr. Pallone got me going up there and and I got trained, and now I'm just working to finish my last studies before I can be board certified. So how does that happen? I, I cannot imagine uh, there's a lot of people that want to do women's health without contraception. A lot of doctors. Well, it's Or are there? There are a surprising lot of number of people that want to do it, but the information just isn't out there on how to do it. Really? Okay. Because the standard of care, if you want to call it that, is... A woman comes in with a gynecologic problem, just 
put contraception on it. And yeah. then you mask it, and then when she's ready to come off, oh, no, the problem's still there. You didn't fix it. Yeah. So what do you what, what do you say to your superiors, if you will, when you're going through school? Do you mention that part of it, or do you not mention? How does that work? Oh, I, in school, I uh, talk to some obstetricians, and uh, they're certainly interested in it. And they say, okay, you know, that's your point of view, and I respect it. You know, you're in school. Here's a test. Just make sure you take the test answer. Okay. And then in residency, I did the training, and uh, because no one there was trained in APRO, there's no one to oversee it, so I was instructed not to use it. And the reasoning for it is no one's trained in it, so they don't know what it is, and they don't know how to use it, so they can't appropriately observe it. Yeah, and John, it's it's really a closed door. When I was training, uh, some of my um, trainers actually offered to... Uh, you know, kick me out of the program if I even considered uh, not um, writing for birth control or not, uh, you know, not or wanting to provide a natural form of fertility care. It's a sort of silent beast, I think. It just kind of smolders in the background, but n- nobody spends the time to learn it. None of the programs accept the training at with, all. With kind of the rise of kind of the natural, you know, you got foods and everything, is, are we seeing maybe a little more accepting of that now? I think we are. Yeah. Not only that, but, you know, everybody's getting sort of tired of, well, you know, given uh, what happened in 2020, um, and now it's revealed, a lot of things are being revealed about big pharma in the first place, maybe over-the-counter medicines and, other things that a lot of people were suspicious of in the first place and then it was came to fruition. I think we're at a point in women's health and in fertility care and human fertility in general that we're kind of seeing there are a lot of problems and they may have been caused by something around us anyway. Mm. I this It's just really interesting. Um, and, and, you know, in the day and age that we live, you know, you're not, your stance is not going to be a popular one in the culture, right? It sure isn't. Did, did, did you feel that kind of pushback in school or, or anything or no? School, there was certainly pushback. Turn his know. mic up a little bit, will you, Brady? Thank you. Thank you. School, there was uh, not really any pushback. In residency, being able to use it, there wasn't any pushback. Uh, I actually purposely asked about not prescribing contraception while I was uh, doing my interviews. Uh, a, one place in particular, the person crossed their arms and leaned back. I'm not going to say where it was. Really? And I knew to not rank them. Yeah. Uh, but the rest, they seemed actually relatively open to me uh, not prescribing contraception. What's NAPRO, by the way? So for listeners that may not know what that is, that's the route you've gone down. Right. So... Uh, NAPRO uh, is actually hand-in-hand with Creighton Model. So NAPRO, in a nutshell, means natural procreative technology. Uh, Creighton Model teaches a woman how to observe her natural cycles and natural biomarkers. Very low-tech, just observe your body. And the NAPRO side is the medical side on how to treat any conditions that are found because of it. Right. We, we, we use the fairly, it's fairly precise charting. Yeah. And we target it to do lab testing to diagnose, and then we target it to treat and supplement hormones or do some uh, cooperative stimulation of of ovaries. Uh, Also, there's a whole uh, array of uh, surgical techniques that have been created and spun off of the uh, NAPRO technology, too. So it's a complete science. And uh, even the man who started it was uh, Tom Hilgers, 
Uh, he started in uh, back in the, he was in med school in uh, 68 to 72. And he realized that women's health was not where it should be. And he discovered after asking a few basic questions, like, for example, where was the woman in her cycle? Why can't we treat her? Why don't we have any standards about what her hormones should be at a certain day? Uh, He decided to go on a mission to find out how to find out precisely where women's cycles were and not adhere to some statistical number which we could probably go into another time. But, you know, for example, the 28-day cycle is not a uh, normal cycle. It is a mean, came from a study back in the 1960s that Merck did for to see how long to make a pack of pills. And it's an average. And only one out of four of those cycles, by the way, in that study were 28 days. So mm. women, if your cycle is not 28 days, you're not abnormal necessarily. Yeah. Although... We can see that by our charting. From two doctors in the house uh, with it. Um, so, Ben, doctor, when um, when do you work? What, what, you're getting some help now. You're able to breathe, Dr. McKernan, a little bit, right? Right? For the first time in a long time. Uh, what what, what sleep, are the, how breathe. do you sleep, breathe? What does it look like now? What does it look for like? You? Uh, for me, it's uh, really wonderful. I uh, come into work and uh, I'm building a patient panel. I'm seeing people. Uh, I really enjoy taking care of them, and um, I'm working with uh, individuals on uh, either gynecological issues or infertility with NAPRO, uh, of course, with support from Dr. McKernan because I'm not completely board certified. It's going to be a process, but once I get there, you know, he's really uh, helping support me in the training, especially since I haven't done much of it in a year until since I've got here, of course. Uh, but the day in life, uh, walk in the door, start seeing patients. There you go. There this, we go. This is the dream. And by the way, we see we're, we're family practitioners, so we see the skin and everything that's in it, as you probably well know. Yes, you know. you're our doctor. Yeah, definitely. Um, I, I'm excited, man. I'm excited for you, Dr. McKernan. Finally. It's, <laughs> it's a long time coming. <laughs> by the way, you got a great beard, man. Well, I tried. I Where wish did you get that? Could see it on, that's on radio, unbelievable. But... That is unbelievable. <laughs> So you put anything in that? Uh, no, I just no beard uh, balm. Uh, I shampoo it and there you go. Comb it. <laughs> Keep that beard going. I love it, Doctor McKernan, Doctor Ben uh, Schwab, everyone. Uh, VitaeFamilyCare dot org or or net. It doesn't okay. matter. Okay, okay. VitaeFamilyCare uh, dot org. Yep. Um, we're on face Facebook too. Yeah. Yeah, make sure to check it out. If you're ever looking for um, a family doctor, I got two in in studio with me right now that do a heck of a job. I know my kids love you, Dr. McKernan. Well, certain times, not shot days. Not Not shot shot days. They don't love Dr. McKernan on shot days, but other usually they're upset when they get out of the car that day. They're they're in a a, a (laughs) I'm so sorry. They're in a my older two are in a nice period. One of of those things that I just you know we like to help everybody, but it hurts somebody. That's the way it works. All right, vitefamilycare.org, everyone. Thanks for tuning in today, friends. Zeke and Tony, would you give us your blessing? Oh God, strength of those who hope in you, who will that the Bishop St. John Chrysostom should be illustrious by his wonderful eloquence and his experience of suffering. Grant us, we pray, that instructed by his teachings, we may be strengthened through the example of his invincible patience. And may the blessing of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit come down upon all of us. Protect us all from evil and bring us to his everlasting life. Amen. Amen. I'm John Linetti, friends. We'll be back on live tomorrow from the Iowa Catholic Radio Studio. In the meantime, be confident in Christ's mercy and his love today. 
the Catholic Morning Show is a production of the Iowa Catholic Radio Network. To hear this and other programs, visit iowacatholicradio.com or download the Iowa Catholic Radio app. Here in this worn and weary land where many a dream has died.